everyone, and welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is Season 2 and Episode 11. Seeing the Sunrise is about seeing Christ in everyday situations. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33 and verse 3, the Lord spoke to the prophet while he was in prison. He said to him, Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Seeing the sunrise is an opportunity to see what God is doing behind the scenes. Sometimes his presence is not keenly evident, but I assure you, he is there. All we need to do is look for him. March 20th marked the first day of spring. Every year we look forward to springtime as it calls a halt to the cold and dreary days of winter. You can already feel the change as the weather turns warmer, and as the air warms, we see a freshness, a, a sense of hope, and the ushering in of warmer days filled with opportunity and expectation. And just because the calendar tells us it's spring, it doesn't mean that things will change all at once. That can be seen by the days as they tease us with increased warmth only to be given over to lingering remnants of cold interjected into our not-so-subtle stubbornness as we want winter to end. Spring is when we are awakened from the frigidity of winter, the season of cold temperatures, darkness, and hibernation to rejuvenation and an awakening of all that had gone to sleep. Seeds planted months ago are beginning to break through previously frozen ground and we see all around us God's hand as nature reveals to us the intricacies that lie in creation. Plants born from seeds germinate, eventually producing a beautiful array of fruits and flowers. As I pondered this, I realized that it all started with a simple seed placed underground, in darkness, watered, and fed by the sun which provides the food it needs to grow. That seed not only has to make it through the soil, but it has to make it through the rocks that may lay on top of the soil and it's fighting its way to get through to the sunshine, but also it's trying to escape the birds that are seeking to devour those seeds. God took great care in all he made and he said that it was good which is clearly evident when we open our eyes to see the beauty all around us. We can learn a lot about God through creation. Springtime awakens things from their sleep, which is a perfect metaphor for how God makes all things new. For the weary, the castaway, the downhearted, he brings them back to life, but not just back to life, no. He makes things over again, like the potter and the wheel giving new birth and new life. That's great news. And the spring shows us just that, demonstrating the character of God. Nature truly reveals to us the intricacies that lie in creation and just how much detail went into each design. Some would like to believe you could find an answer to how everything came into being by searching on Google. <laughs> However, if you whittle it down to the very beginning of time, one would have to relent to a divine being who is the ultimate designer. 
It's hard to look at a beautiful flower and be sullen or to look at the sunrise and not feel something deep down inside that inspires you and fills you with wonder and awe. Seeing that first perennial rise from the dark recesses of the soil brings joy and delight from all the hard work that you put in. But have you ever thought for a moment of what is going on underground, in that dark place, in that dark, cold soil? I'm not a gardener myself. I'm often curious as to how plants grow. What I learned about perennials is that they are not all created equal. Yes, I know that there are annuals, the things that you plant every year, and perennials that you plant that you hope come back each year. All of them have a unique design and require specific care, and they don't all live the same length of time. Yet it's with the hard work that you put in to plant them that the beauty is comes forth and it makes it all worth the effort you took to plant those seeds, those gardens. In my curiosity, I realized that it was in the dark period when the plants are underground that they struggle to reach for the sun. They must push past the cold, dark, previously dry ground to reach the sunlight to acquire the nutrients it needs to grow. It was as if they were asleep and beginning to awaken to be what they were purposed and designed to be. It reminded me of how much effort God put into his blueprint and so much more when he created humankind. I also found that if you want your plant to live long and, and be healthy, it's important to place it in a location that suits the type of plant that it is and to know how much sun and water it needs. If a plant is not hardy, it may be in the improper growing zone and it won't survive. The other thing I learned is that perennials may only live as little as three or four years while others can live as long as 15 years and some, I understand, for a lifetime. It's important to know the proper care if you want them to be healthy and grow. They need to be fed and they need to be watered. They need proper soil. Some need to be pruned. That is, you need to pinch them back and some call it cutting back or pruning. Pinching makes the flowers bushier and it helps it to grow and produce more blooms. After bloom, some plants should be shorn rather than deadheaded. Tall or weak stem plants need support or staking, they say, when they reach the blooming size. Things like bamboo canes or wire support rings are helpful if you want the best results and they should be put up in the spring. Metaphorically, I see a lot of contrasts to plants and to humankind. There are similar parallels that suggest we are like plants designed to grow where we've been planted. But there is more and it relates to our born again experience. Some might call it conversion. As I look at my own life in light of God's creation, I never really understood what it meant to be born again. And quite frankly, I thought it to be a bunch of hokey, that is, very silly and old-fashioned. Before my born-again experience, I was much like that seed, hidden in the dark, searching for the light, seeking to push past the obstacles, which were similar to the rocks that hinder the seed from growing and or the birds that seek to devour the seed. As John states, the thief cometh to steal, not but to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. That's what he thumps to do. 
That's what those rocks are doing when they're hindering that plant life from coming forth or those birds that seek to eat the seed before it can germinate. And bear in mind, just like there are varied types of plants, there are varied types of people. And God is the one who places us in the right place so that we may grow. You see that parallel? Just like plants need to be in the proper growing zone, we too, like plants, need to be placed in a proper growing zone. Our struggle is mankind's sin, and it is rebirth, a reawakening that new hope through the resurrection of God's Son is offered. Through nature, I was able to see just how, even in the darkness, underneath the surface, while grappling through pain and distress, God was doing something. He was making me new. Now, here I stand, as one who joins this illustrious group of disciples, sharing the message of Christ to anyone and everyone who will listen, or not. Being born again became a reality, and all mystery for me was erased. It is a gift to be shared. It is a gift to encourage others to be saved. God took us from nothing, from dirt, shaped us, breathed into us, gave us a part of himself. Then he set us in the Garden of Eden to grow, to flourish, giving us everything we needed. But our moral failure, our sin, led us to disobedience, resulting in darkness. And that darkness separated us from our creator. Yet, because of the care of the gardener, he wanted his creation to live. So he had to provide us someone who could save us, pull us from the darkness of sin, so that we might reach for the sun again, not the S-U-N, the S-O-N. But we would have to go through some dark times, sickness, death, hurt, pain, disappointment, much like those rocks that seek to suffocate the seed. There was harshness like the cold of winter, but we mustn't stop pushing or looking for the sun. Even in the darkness, in hibernation, we were being nourished until we could find our way back to God through Jesus Christ. For he says, behold, I make all things new. And boy, does he. He pulls us from sin's grasp like the birds that prey on the seas to destroy us. The adversary running around seeking to destroy us, he can't win. Because of the love of God, we are not destroyed. Because the plan of redemption, we again are reconciled to the Father. Far be it from me to think I was the head of my life and that I called the shots. None of us do. It was sin, man's moral failure that put us to sleep, that put me to sleep and left me in darkness and rendering me spiritually blind. But it was the mercy of God that enabled rebirth and gave me and will give you the ability to start over again. I've learned much in my season of darkness, and looking back, I can see not only God's mercy, but I see his grace, his love that wooed me into a relationship, to a new life, a new birth, a life lived through him. I love springtime, a time I'm refreshed, awakened, made new, looking forward with great anticipation to the breath of God breathing in me and me welcoming in me and on me and welcoming me home where death is no more. Until that time, I pray I'm dutiful. I pray that I always look forward to spring. 
I pray that I always relish in the reawakening and the anointing of Christ. I thank God I've been born again. Until next time, I pray that you too will look for the sunrise.